That is the sound of the first invented musical instrument. And it happened a long, long time ago. How long ago? I'd say when mankind still lived in caves. Now when I first started to speak to you, I hope you noticed how carefully I said invented, because the human voice is also a musical instrument. The sounds we first heard on this record were from the beating and slapping of our chests and thighs with our own hands. Drums of all sizes, covered with the skins of various animals. Finally, the army has grew to this, the snare drum, struck with two wooden sticks.
house is getting haunted The blue ghost is all around Yeah, my house is getting haunted The blue ghost is all around I feel cold arms around me I believe my blue is easing down I've been in this haunted house Six long years I've been in this haunted house Six long years today Blue girls got my heart surrounded Yes, and I can't get away Black cat in the house Come to keep my company Black cat in the house Come to keep my company I understand my sorrow Yes, and it sympathizes with me. Hey, Emily Rudolph here with the Badgers and Jam podcast. We are jumping into season one, episode one today, as we are officially released on Spotify. If you are a live listener of ours and you tune in on Wednesdays at six over at mutinyradio.fm, thanks for being here. We're going to be sitting down with San Francisco Bay Area comedians Mark Neuer and Emma Brennan looking at creativity through the lens of comedy, as we always do here on the show. And specifically, too, Mark has his headlining show coming up on Sunday, August 13th at Cobbs. I'll be hosting there, too. They are both really great friends of mine. It was cool to hear how they got into comedy and also just kind of what their thoughts are on, you know, how they look at how they look at their craft, you know, their thoughts on different aspects of the scene of the industry, how to interact with other comedians, the come up all that and more. So sit back and relax, light a joint, grab a drink, whatever you need to do to hang out because it's going to be a great show and leave us a comment, question, whatever you'd like. We'd really appreciate it. You can find us online on Instagram uh, and elsewhere at at Badgers and Jam Pod. Guys, enjoy. Welcome to Badgers and Jam, everybody. And all right. Oh, <laughs> What if- <laughs> oh, fuck my hole. Please. That's definitely what I'm going to cut up from this week to put with a picture of a badger. <laughs> yeah. You can have it like with your face and then the badger running. There's lo- I have lots. I have a lot of speech. <laughs> I have a lot of badger videos that we can. Yeah, what did you jam about the, the, the 
Badgers here. Oh, are you guys curious? I was going to let you guys introduce yourselves first, but if you're curious about the Badger thing. <laughs> so I was research. I'm like, I'm a nerd about stuff and I obsess over topics, which I have a question that relates to this for you guys later. But I was like reading about just comedy in general and trying to learn things and pick up terms, right? And I came across Badgers and Jam and it's prop comedy. And it's funny, like Spencer and I have had a recent conversation about how like prop comedy is not super respected and we've been exchanging videos about mentalism and stuff i just thought it was a great name mentalism? it's catchy mentalism like is that a like, new word for retardation it's, what is like, it? it's like it's like magician it's like it's kind of like magic but it's not it's like more tricks of the mind like there's not actually like a lot of outward i don't know if that's the right definition spencer would probably be like that's not right at all right. <laughs> but yeah so i thought it was i thought it was interesting yeah i want to get him on here sometime so anyway, tell everybody what your what your guys's deal is. You guys both are doing comedy this weekend on the comedy crawl for Mutiny Radio. I'm also on Barbary with you on Friday. Shows. My my new favorite thing, instead of getting high at dispensary shows, I get really drunk instead. And I've been finding that being a drunk performer in front of high audience members is a really great comedy. Were you drunk on Sunday? Yes. Oh, I was drinking the entire time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, okay. because you know you shouldn't bring alcohol into a dispensary. So if I ever have a multiple caffeinated drinks, one of them is definitely filled with liquor of some sort. Oh, okay. That's I did that happens. a couple times, and I felt I I felt guilty because everyone gave me a weird look, and I was like, I gotta this but in my head i was like saving money right because oh. i listened to it i was doing research ralphie may was like don't drink when you're like on a booked show he was like never don't do it and do. right i was like i like to have a drink and have fun but i t i'll tip well i'll make sure that i'm you know respecting the bartender and not being an asshole and i don't get drunk yeah but um Talk about clubs okay so when you're doing club shows it's like if you're a comic who goes and you sell tickets, whatever. But you bring up a $300 bar tab. That adds to, someone's got to pay for that, right? So it's like, if you take all these free drinks, like nothing's free. The, the, the illusion of like, oh, I'm a comic, you don't get anything free. Mm -hmm. Everything, there's somebody, that comes out of somebody's paycheck. So that's all he was saying. Like when you're doing club shows, like don't be that guy. So like what you're yeah. saying is like, you bring your own guys, right? This is going to be booked for sure. You bring in outside alcohol into bars. God bless you. <laughs> I do the same thing. We all do it. So just a little. I mean, you know. Speaking of like, which, did allegedly. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got, I got him. You know, allegedly. It's like I will, I will buy a drink <laughs> at a bar, but I won't buy multiple, and so I keep drinks in my car. No, I'm good. Stop passing me the weed. I can't, I can't smoke weed before I perform. Oh yeah, and I also like four hours of sleep last night. Yeah, I did really bad. Oh fuck. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great night. It was a fun night. But uh, yeah, and then my boss texted me at like Hi, at like midnight, being like, "Hey, can we meet at 10 a.m.?" And I was like, "I'm gonna pretend like I didn't see that." Oh, right. she's not. Gonna I, I took great. the afternoon off sick today. <laughs> but I have been I have been like battling something lately, so I straight up told them all ahead of time I'm probably gonna have a sick day. Huh. So I'm like, you're probably gonna have a sick day. You can't act like I was at home like. <laughs> Like I told you, I have yeah. a problem. I'm standing up because I'm trying to log in to the computer and this computer is haunted. Log into Spotify? Spotify so that later when podcast. we... So I used to have... I'll sit down while I tell you stuff because it's weird to be standing. I 
used to be on a pod or a radio show in Arizona and we had it out of an abandoned school nurse's office. It was really weird and awesome. And we would have like kids come on and do like internship. It was in a really bad neighborhood. The whole system would work in this area too, I think, but we built a studio out of like donated equipment and then they would come and learn like audio equipment and help us stuff. Sounds like that's Yeah, it was so cool. Like I would love to do that here. But... This is the abandoned school. It was dope. Um, I mean, yeah. what am I? Yeah. What am I? I'm I'm uh, the other, oh, the not there anymore. Hey, but um, yeah, yeah. you look like a champ. <laughs> I did when I first moved here, but calm down a little bit. Oh, wait, I'll wait. I'll finish this one first. You guys yeah, need to come. I have like a dozen plus game nights in my car if you want one. I have so much alcohol left over from my birthday comedy show, and I need to have a game night with you guys. Still so I would I love that. a game night. Also, uh, to everyone listening right now, all, all of you guys, I have been doing DIY tattoos. I did this tattoo myself. That was my first time. Well, that was you in the yeah. picture on Instagram doing the tattoo. No, no. So that that was a, a person I work with named Luke. He's a fantastic artist. Okay, he that likes... was like there was a man's leg or something yeah. in the photo. It was a man's leg and a man's hand. He didn't take any pictures of me doing this one. But that is okay. But basically, I did like one line on his leg, and then I went and I did this one on my leg. And it is oh, the first amazing. tattoo. It's kind of like a bottle like some sort of liquor bottle with flowers in it and the flowers are kind of a bit See, that's dope um, if you had it stuff today i would let you tattoo me right now dude mark was like bring it but <laughs> i am I, obsessed with like i've always wanted a friend to tattoo me i think I that's so cool. cannot talk or be like even an ounce of like distracted while drawing if i want to draw straight and so i was like i can do it if you want something incredibly shitty but you just need like an immense amount of concentration I'm an artist. I'm a very good artist. I went to your funny. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to those days. One day I'll be funny. But what I was getting around to saying is I'm going to have a tattoo party. I'm going to have a, a, a party at my house. and I'm going to bring a bunch of hooligans around and there will be booze. This is be a tattoo gun. This is the social life I've been waiting for in the Bay because I had to go to a true romance party recently. Not super what? recent. True romance party where they sell vibrators. Oh. And the the girl, my mom would love that. The girl's really good at her job, but she like won't leave me and my friend alone. She like keeps texting us, and my friend has like anxiety about it. And she was like, "Please leave me alone!" And the girl like won't stop. And she sent me a birthday card with confetti and stuff, and it's sweet. But then on the back, there's like a coupon, and uh -huh. it's all for vibrators. Yeah, and it's just she just really wants everyone to have a good quality orgasm. I I, I think that's a great job. They're expensive vibrators, so you can get a good vibrator from like I still say support the boutique shop in Oakland for my pegging joke, ah. which if you haven't heard is my well, favorite joke know. of What's mine. The name? name of the business? I gotta look it up. Hold on, bro. Okay, I haven't been there in a while. Talking. I don't live in the East Bay anymore, but it's in like it's in downtown Oakland by like what in the. It's it by Somar. It doesn't exist. No, it's near Somar, the club. It's like in that area. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know the Somar the. Or like so more bar and lounge yes you're gonna we're gonna use some googling to figure this out but tell your joke while i figure this out oh i'm telling the joke on the radio okay well you cool. started it <laughs> can't start a joke about sex i didn't in, in my brain also you should you guys should try this if you're not sure about the this situation i literally like allegedly fruity beer yeah when I lived in Arizona, I would buy those for myself once in a while. I was super broke, but when I was like trying to reward myself for something in life, I would buy one. 
And then they have a tasting room in Alameda. Mark's like, no, this sucks. It's plums. Are you it? It's the whitest white girl beer ever, but it's tasty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It also tastes like it's going to make me shit. Uh, probably, like, yeah. You'll plums. get like a good beer shit later from that. My baby. It's tart. Are, you... It sits lightly on the tongue. Oh. A little bit yeasty. Not Mark shit. She tasted the beer. No, no. Yeah. No, no, not the shit. Not the shit. <laughs> the beer. I mean, I don't know. We could do like a before and after taste test, but I don't know if I want to be the <laughs> the guinea pig for that one. <laughs> Who said the other Pam said her some her pee smells like weed? It smells like weed. You know, if you smoke enough weed, everything that comes out of your body smells like weed. When That's I was fast. my height of stoner, whenever I would sweat, it just smelled like strong THC. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I smell like weed. I think I'm probably Come so here. consumed by it that I just I do. The live sniff. You gotta give her a scratch. It's a scratch and okay? I'm being sniffed. Emily smells fantastic. Oh, thanks. For everyone listening, Ooh. smells like laundry detergent and vanilla. <laughs> cool. I, Mark I smells smell like, like piss. I smell like. Are you okay? I'm good. It's good. Let's, not Let's get, talk about let's yourself. Not get into it, man. How are, your, how are your relationships going in life? Portion scheduled feel... on Friday. You Interesting. Really, really Really? Interesting. I, uh, yeah, Golden State, it's like hopsy. It's a hopsy, mellow hops. That's the Golden State I'm sipping on. Oh, this is good. It's great. A little fun fact for you all listening at home, maybe for Mark's abortion uh, party. I don't know. What's that? A boardy? The boardy? The border? For Mark's a border. A little fun thing that you can try is if you overdose vitamin C. You should not be taking vitamin C or eating a lot of citrus fruits if you're trying to get pregnant. So my personal birth control method is I don't have any birth control. I don't let people come inside of me. And then I just overdose vitamin C when I feel like I should be having my period. So see the problem with that. <laughs> what is the problem? No, it's see the problem with that is I want to come inside. I want, I need, I, it's not... You know what I mean? That's it's what I gotta do. It's what it's what I need. Guys. When I'm fucking, if I think I gotta pull out, I can't I'm not it's not gonna work. I can I can understand that's, I that. guess that's a human instinct kicking. No, I'm a fucking it's dude. distracting. Like I'm not a primal human being. I'm a <laughs> hey. fucking dude, I'm a dropout of high school. You look like a large baby <laughs> who did <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Fucking dependency problem. You, yeah, you have, you're a large baby with a, oh, what's the word called? Impulse control problems. You look like a normal sized baby. <laughs> <laughs> also with impulse control problems. Oh, for sure. oh yeah. Can I do some acid? I got. <laughs> uh, let's drop acid right now. It's going to be a crazy night. Have you ever done acid? Yes. Dude, like how many it. times? Not that many times. Dude. I've done it like probably three times and the last time i did it was with an ex-boyfriend of mine rafi knows the story and when i told him his eyes got really big because i didn't remember any of this no i didn't know him yet i was with my ex i lived in phoenix and i ended up staying in a motel six where like you know they prostitutes bring their like their clients and stuff right we were at a party and some guy was like i'm quitting acid and he was giving it all away which is never a good start and so he gave me some and i was like i don't feel it and i asked for more acid so then later when all of it hit, we were like, we can't go home like this to either one of our places. And we got a motel room. And then I like full blackout after my ex made 
trough of gin and tonic in the bathroom sink like we laid like one of the bags of ice we cut it up the side like we were survivalists and put it inside the sink and then dumped ice and did the gin and tonic or no we did ice next to it so it didn't water it down and then mixed everything in the sink and then i got way too drunk that's definitely something you'd only do on acid that makes yeah. zero sense well apparently Hotel rooms have cups he got you locked out motel the motel sick Think. Well, she said it was lined with plastic. Yeah, and then was that, lined, that was, was the redeeming. Yes, it was, yeah, it was. No, it really, it really was lined with plastic. the sink. But who knows? It was all messed up. It was the rest of It was truly. But I threw up in the Motel Six bed later, which I don't remember. So much cum. Wait, what did you just say? I threw up in the Motel Six bed, which I. Didn't, don't remember found that out the next morning my ex got locked out of the motel room and apparently screamed and banged on every single door raging alcoholic just like bah, like every door third date by the way should have been a red nice. flag but i'm stupid right that's good for comedy and then we got a second ice bucket from somewhere and both mm -hmm. filled it up and were launching it at each other like really late at night like hitting cars with the ice fuck? so we um, went to check out and the guy was just like i almost had you both arrested and he like cursed us out <laughs> and then we no, both just like so went right. and got breakfast yeah mm, <laughs> so yeah it was good it was chaotic <laughs> Yeah, that was acid for me. And then I was like, I'm going to calm down. I've never blacked out on a psychedelic, but I guess you were drinking whole sink. <laughs> well, the thing was, I probably only had like like three or four. That was crazy. I don't know. Yeah, when me and Mark did acid together, it was the first time I've ever drinking on a psychedelic. And that is the move. Yeah, get get incredibly fucked up when you do acid. It's so Within good. Reason, right? Well, you know. This is going to be the day about my family sure. listens. Like, huh? I kept, like, cool. Dude, I like kept looking over at Mark and almost every time I looked at you, you had like a new shot in your hand. And I was just like, oh no, this is not going to end well. And it went great. So For him or for you? For both of us. Yeah, really? Yeah. For you, you were you're good at the yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Together. Like people tripping, yeah, fuck with Pam and and after the cop show, yeah, it was a bunch of like nice. cops employees so and like great. random bar people. Oh, Lauren Kraut was there. Shout out Lauren Kraut. Yeah, she was there. Oh, she was fun. Man. Yeah, dude, she's she was hanging out hella late. Do acid though, dude. I think actually her and Pam like microdose shrooms. I mean, I don't know if they want the information out there, but they did. I would do shrooms. Yeah. Like that's an any. I would do that almost a little bit of Molly. Acid, I feel like I, I do like be in the right. I haven't had Molly in a while, but the first time I did Molly, I had super good Molly. It was like this Norwegian stuff. Like the crystals were kind of like brown tinted. They were like honey colored, and I feel like that is like the ideal tone of Molly. You know a lot more about Molly than me. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of Molly. So I have. I've seen, I've seen quite a bit. That crystal. doesn't sound correct. That sounds. That sounds it's incorrect. Like, like not like a not like a grimace purple, not like that. I'm it not saying like you're wrong. Lighter, I'm just right? saying that doesn't sound like what Molly should and look I'm not like. Saying you're right. <laughs> All right, Emma Brennan. All I'm saying is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, okay. Ah, <laughs> mine was, was just it a was purple. light purple. It looked like a fucking. And you want your Molly to be chunky. That's a good quality. You no, know, yeah, it was. A saying large, like, he, like he did amethyst yeah, I and he it and I, I chewed it up and i know i chewed it up amethyst. i chewed it up because he did me gas and i don't need extra gas right like i'm already filled to the brim i didn't know that was 
an issue oh, dude, if you don't could give you. If you don't chew up meth, if you don't chew up any of the drugs that are like, okay, yeah, you I will mine get. Mine as a pill. We'll get. Huh? I took mine as a pill. What? I did once. My mom. Uh, no, I chewed it up off the off the fucking. I'm telling you, it was a it was a it was like an amethyst rock. It was big. Okay. It was large. It, it was like large, really large. There's nothing on this table that like maybe the. The, the, the base of the, the microphone. The base, yeah. This. Okay, that's like a full, like just for reference, that's like a full hand size, yeah. Like a like a mitt. No, it was a proper rock of Molly, and I chewed it up, and I thought I was gonna go do comedy. I got on the uh -huh. bar, and as I get on the bar, it starts. I took it, oh I no! You have to be a seasoned person to trip on bar. Like I've ridden bar a lot, and I know you ride it like every. Day. I used to ride it every day with a bike, which as a woman is like an endeavor. You know what I mean? Sure. And it was the Richmond train, and I rode it to the end. Yeah. So you I was rode like, it to Richmond. Yeah. What? And then I rode my bike to and from that state in Richmond. I still work in San Pablo. You don't. So that wasn't like you I never lived there. there. I lived in Alameda, and I commuted. But I rode my bike all the time all around San. That's that's a rough. That's like to be high, even on weed on that train. You couldn't was, pay me to live in Alameda. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually choose Alameda personally. Shows that he was from South oh, Carolina. Right. He's a <laughs> he was just that's a little protect. Like I actually did enjoy Alameda. But some really good people, but it gets a little boring after a while, and you have to have like a lot of money to yeah. like. All of my server friends, like, either are low-key and, like, just trying to, like, get through their job so they can move on to the next thing, right, because they're in school, or they're, like, blowing all of their money every week to look bougie, and it's, like, we would go to these, like, breakfasts together, and, like, I, I just, it was a lifestyle that was, like, fun, and I was, I was drinking a ton, but, like, it just wasn't, I don't know, it's a different world. You live in a bubble. It's a weird bubble, and, um. There's a Facebook group that I'm trying to write a joke about in Alameda. It's it's there's like twenty thousand people in it, and it's just like a bunch of white women like taking pictures. I know people are obsessed with like staying in it after they move away too, because they feel like it's this exclusive thing, and it's just a bunch of like middle aged people roasting each other for like bad parking and mm -hmm. stupid stuff. It's 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 a very weird place. Yeah, but sounds fun. I got some good soup recipes. Interesting. <laughs> you stay in it for the soup. I came for the drama. I stayed for the soup. For the soup, for the soup. yeah. <laughs> so how did you guys both... This is the question that everybody's like, ugh, but I, I am curious how you both got into doing comedy. Mark first. And what other things you're into that would surprise people? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Those are two questions. Segway. What was your badgers and jam there? What did you just say to me? What? How did you get into comedy? What's yeah. the story? That's question Okay, so interesting question because I started public speaking at a young age, not just in class, right? Because like, there's some kids. Excuse me. He was a pimp. I was a, <laughs> so I was a yeah. pimp, and I was at one point in my journey, and it wasn't even I wasn't even a good pimp. I was just a piece of shit boyfriend, you know. That's all it is. So, but anyway, so I was I was younger, and I was. Because like I was saying, there, there's there's like when you speak in front of the class, right? That's one version of public speaking. Some kids don't, some kids do. That was in sixth grade when I was when I came to my attention that I don't give a fuck. I may not participate in making the project, but if you just tell me the key points, we'll be on our way. Just let me talk about it. We'll be fine. We'll be just fine. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but you just give me a yeah. little bit of information, I'll make it up. And yeah. they'll all just believe me. Fuck them. What do they know? It's my project. They don't know dick about it. They did their own project. I, no, I get that. I get that. That's how I like passed IB English. Right. You just, 
say a bunch of philosophical that that's, bullshit. That's that's like an English class in college. Yeah, it's just a program that, that they put people into that ruins your soul. Right. It takes the rest of your soul. I have a ginger. I didn't have one. So they didn't get me. <laughs> I will anyway. pay for you, dude. So I fucking that was one half of it, but also my my grandfather, uh, my great grandfather, and he was a World War II veteran, right? Old, old, died in hospice care in my living room. And we came home from the mall. It was the first time I'd ever gone and gotten like name brand clothes because the, the, there was two girls in class. There was Hannah and Hannah Steed and Carly. In Shout out Hannah and Carly. Yeah. They were like, you got to get this these, these clothes. So I was like trying to figure out how to like be like attractive. I was trying to figure out how to be like a normal kid. But I didn't feel normal. I felt like everything I was just and I was trying to figure out so how other special, people No, I was a special little snowflake. I was. I was just something different. I was just a different guy. Like I, I was just really different, you know. It was so different. When was your first kiss? So different. Uh I think I was like fifteen or so. When was your first kiss? Yeah, I was a freshman in high school. I full on hung made out with a girl when I was like five or six. Wow. And she, she was a, no, she was like a year older than me. Her name was Dallas. And she and I, I would make out, Snyder. Dallas Snyder, please. My ah. first kiss. I mean, I swear but to God. I was much older. I, of course you, it doesn't matter how old. He was MJ. He was, he was way older than you? Uh, he was like, I was a freshman. I think he was a junior. So a couple years older. Yeah. Shout and out MJ. MJ, like, God bless him. Michael Jackson. It's probably every like six months or so to see if I'm single yet. Isn't that it weird always, how, like... <laughs> it does. There's no shit out of It's crazy so, how, like, dudes can't answer your texts, you know what I mean, when you're with them, but, like, they stay in your life for the next 20 fucking years after you break up and just, like, loom over oh, you. One time, I was, like, recovering from wisdom teeth surgery, and we were on, like, a phone call together, and he, like, starts, like, trying to, like, phone sex or something, <laughs> and he was like, I'm, like, a big bad wolf eat you up and i was like dude this is weird <laughs> it was like a weird level what? of like bestiality. is he a furry i betcha i betcha man that's that's his furry little heart anyway so so hannah hannah so and, fuck um... them so i come back from because you know, they were telling me i gotta get abercrombie and fitch and i gotta go to the fucking american eagle and i gotta do this or i gotta do that whatever it be so i told my mom and we went to the mall come back for the mall and i am the first one to walk in and i see grandpa kemp dead in the living right so that's my first mall experience and then right after i go and i'm sent to this depression camp at hospice office for like kids that are like in the home so it's like a, i don't even know what that means. like a fat not like a fat camp but like i just had a bereavement camp it was yeah. like we went to like the woods. So, like you saw a dead body, you're gonna be fucked up from this for sure. Let us take you away from your family. Like, you saw a dead body. Let's send you to the woods, the creepiest place. Dude, yeah. I think weird. I was in fifth grade. I don't know what what is that like uh like like ten or eleven. Yeah. Yeah. And terrible experience. <laughs> the camp was horrible. So Everything about it was great. Depressed children in the woods. Plenty of places to hang yourself. Oh, you dude, know? please. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. No, you're not wrong. You're telling you're speaking facts. If my dad's listening, he'll love this part. Actually, I had some of the worst <laughs> dreams there. Right, just it was the worst thing. The nightmares were terrible. But at the end of the of the camp, we had this like talent show. 
Okay. At the camp, right? At the camp. Right. Yeah. We well, said And I had no I had no talent. I have nothing. I'm not a fucking nothing. I just have nothing. All I got is my fucking voice. So I was like, I'll do I'll do storytelling. Why would they have you guys do a talent competition while you're mourning the death of someone in your family? Right. Like, that was not planned by someone who actually Therapist. No, the the counselors doesn't make were any fucking sense at all. Dude. Like, let's have a competition about your self worth while you're uh, getting <laughs> exactly, exactly. I do storytelling, and I get up there and I tell what I told the story. So I told a rendition of it, Stephen King's it. That's cool. I told my own rendition of it, <laughs> thinking that they wouldn't know. Who knows what they knew? I just was like plagiarizing fucking Stephen King storytelling and uh i was getting laughs i wasn't getting like in they weren't interested they were like laughing and i was like okay great you know this is it this is i ever since it stuck with me this is what i want to just not comedy but i wanted to use my voice interesting i want to talk yeah that's it i want to yeah. use my voice i'm not good at anything else i can lift fucking boxes yeah i can go work in a factory that's not the end of me though because i can speak and i have a fucking it's a long-winded answer to your question what is it something that i meant to, what was your other part of that question the other what part of that question was what other like things are you into that might Nothing. surprise someone fucking it could be a genre of music it could be a genre of comedy it could be an activity a hobby it could i'm be... really into oh. like spit porn like, okay yeah like where there's a lot of like drool and like spit and they're like spitting on each like they're spitting each other's mouths and lesbians like licking you know what i mean have you seen this have you seen these videos honestly I have a more like surprising fact about mark what? <laughs> 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 i don't know <laughs> like people would take one look at you and they're like yeah this guy's into spit porn yeah that makes sense don't you really like hobo johnson I oh. love Obo Johnson. Dude, Dude I, I was him. shocked. We're going to, that's okay. I, found out that that I can't get into my playlist for today. So we're going to play Hobo Johnson when we take a Dude, break. Dude, February 4th, what is it? February 4th, 16th? What is the song? February 18th. The song is like, and I tell him every time I see him, I say, fuck you for making that song, dude. Because I cry into my cereal every time. <laughs> I cry into my That's fuck so him. Check the time. Are we done yet? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Because you're, you're on your. You're so on my your mom just texted me this San Francisco. This I hope she doesn't listen. She's gonna find out so much about me. San Francisco just made national news for being in major trouble for crime, burglaries, and assault. No oh. shit. And store closures. Please be careful out there. Aww. Heart. Sweet, but also like. Where does your mother live? Arizona. <laughs> okay, so random segue though. You know the guy with the horns from the insurrection. I have to find yeah. a good way to make Is a joke about this, but people are really touchy about it. No, he two blocks, three blocks over from where I went to high school is where that guy lived. It's the neighborhood like right next to where I went to high school is Moon Valley. And I am convinced someone messaged me and they were like, Hey, do you recognize this guy after that happened? And I was like, Not really. And they sent me another picture and then a link to his like IMDB. He's like a waiter and then a, like an amateur actor in Phoenix. I was like, oh my God, I do remember him. I went to an Earthship building party at like a community house that Earth, a bunch of people lived in. Earth what? It's like when you build like a partially underground dwelling out of all natural stuff. Like you, it's like a, like a clay roof out of dirt and then you put like bottles in it. And, and it's large. It's large, yeah. We all brought like potluck stuff. Like some people dropped acid. We hung out in the backyard. There was a teepee. It was weird. It was cool. You've had a life. 
Yeah. I mean, all three. And he was there. I'm understanding more from your story, like, why we all get along. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So. <laughs> my turn? Yeah. Okay. It's my turn. <laughs> I felt the lag. I felt the dead air. Seven minute lol. I'm going to open these sun chips while you tell your story. Sun chips to a podcast not. party, dude. You have chips in here. I love Whatever. That. I was having chips on the mic. Not close. Yeah, if you if you crunch into the microphone while I'm talking over there. I guess that's true. I've tested the theory. You can't hear anything from like a foot and a half away. Do you have in your arsenal? Dude, right like now? so many. In your inventory. Do you keep talking. Let me go grab you. <laughs> I like that he's all right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Do you have some fucking I, too? I like that you're calling everything jam now. Dude, you're awesome. Man. Like I like the name. Like, like the name Manly because I don't understand. I don't want to know. Um, you may have an answer, but like I like it to be a mystery. It's like, mm-hmm. like art. It's like music, like System of a Down. Do you listen to mm-hmm. System? Great. The lead singer Surge. They asked him one time in an interview, was like, "What is you know when people are like trying to figure out what your lyrics mean? Like, what is? How do you feel about that? Like, you to tell them what it. It's like I don't want to have to tell you. Let yourself just figure it out and what it means to you. Yeah. So yeah, Badgers and Jam to me means. You know I th- I mean? Yeah, I think that's what's cool about it. It's like Tom and Jerry. In my head, it's like Tom and Jerry, no if that makes any sense. I think it raises like the mystery for people, and I like that if somebody were to try to figure it out and they Googled it, they learned something. Like I think that's cool. I like hiding yeah. Easter eggs and things because I like to learn, you know, but I also like am very aware of my... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. You br- you showed up with fruit and Red Bull. Thank you. Know, you <laughs> you have like a Whole Foods in your purse when you <laughs> got here. <laughs> I am Safeway. We got vodka. We got oranges. Not vodka. Hell yeah. We don't really have vodka. That was a joke. Allegedly. What? I said we don't really have vodka. That was a no, joke. It's allegedly. allegedly. It's really just fucking this a podcast. Juice, yeah. We drink holy water oh, only geez. in this building. And the reason why I ask you the other interest question is because the whole idea behind Badgers and Jam is that I want to find people. I want to have comedians in every week if there's people who are free. But I also want to try and get people in here who aren't comedians but are like in the creative. Like I've been doing creative stuff for a long time and so I have a lot of people who aren't comedians but could have conversations with us that would be really good ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. About things that we're doing or like comedians could learn that would help them market themselves, mm. which like I'm a marketer. And so I look at a lot of comedians and I'm like, none of us have any money. And, and a lot of people don't have the skills to like do this stuff. And it's not that hard, but there's not a lot of good resources because people are really secretive about their process, which makes sense. And I have more to say about that, but I want to hear Emma's story first. So yeah. Sure. Oh man, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. I guess my, my comedy thing is, uh, I don't know, I guess it was like, I mean, it's not like far off from Mark's kind of introduction to it, where it was kind of like something I fell into. I was in high school, it was my senior year, and I had a friend, a few friends that were like, hey, we're going to go try out for the improv team, like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to go home, I hate being home. So they were like, this is just like a fun way to like spend some time after school and we're just going to go and do fucking improv thing. So I went, I went with my friends that were really trying to get on the improv team. I did the auditions. And I was just goofing around. I've never like taken the theater class. I didn't know anything about improv. I didn't know how to play any of the games. So 
but apparently I did really well because I made it on the team when none of my friends did that really wanted to be on the team and I felt very bad about it. But I guess I guess I was funny enough. So they put me on the team. And honestly, like my school, it was I went to a really big high school. I think it was like my graduating class was somewhere around 800 kids. I think the school in total was about like 2000 people. And so like our improv team was actually really good. Like it was one like one of those kind of like events like things that like a lot of people like be like performing comedy in front of an audience of like at least like 50 60 sometimes 100 plus people Shit. you know like like a lot of people would like come out for the improv shows for some reason and then i got really depressed <laughs> and i was just like i was doing a lot of, i had like i had a really shitty senior year where i went through an awful like friend group breakup and then an actual breakup and then i like hopped mean. into huh the girls are mean girls are mean <clears throat> well i was also kind of going through some shit so you know what i don't blame any i do not blame anyone for the way they treated me because i was also being an asshole i i understand that for sure but yeah it was like a really awful time so like i i like yeah i went through like this friend group breakup and then i went through an actual breakup and then i went through like a weird rebound then and then that fell through too and then i fucked a bunch of girls and I was in another relationship, and then I cheated on him, and then I was fucking another girl, and then, I don't know, all this, like, stuff happened, and I was doing a lot of drugs, I was smoking a lot of weed, and doing other things. This is a fun side tangent. The first time I did acid, because we were talking about acid, the first time I ever did acid was because I ran out of weed, and I was like, I can't go to school sober. What the fuck am I supposed to do? And I had been given this tab of acid, so I just took some acid instead. <laughs> then I went to school. And then I found out that all my group partners completely failed in doing the group assignment that we were supposed to do. So then I left school, and I drove around town location scouting, because that was the group assignment we had to do was for a video production class. And then I had a following out with that friend group because of the cheating situation. That was ridiculous. And I got kicked out of that group. Anyways, this is all to say that I had an awful senior year and I did not do very good at improv whatsoever. I think my improv team also didn't like me that much because of the amount of drugs and like drinking I was doing because they were all kind of like nice like Mormon theater kids. I get that. Yeah, I went through a phase in orchestra and yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> like i'm talking really loud and very fast because like it's almost like embarrassing like i hate how much of a mess i was in this period of life i was incredibly depressed i mean i was like 17 18 so i was 17 for most of the year and then i turned 18 at some point yeah this is high school yeah this is my senior year of high school Yeah. Uh, yeah so like i was on this improv team and that was like my first introduction to comedy and i think like at some point after i graduated I had just been watching a lot of stand-up online, and I was like, wow. Who were you I watching? I, I was watching a lot of This Is Not Happening, the the Comedy sure? Central show with Ari Shafir, dude, and I fucking fell in love with Ari Shafir. You ever listen to his podcast? Sure. It's over now. Yeah. The last episode just, I was devastated. I was listening to that, and I was just like, bitch, what are you stopping your podcast? And, like, it makes sense. Ari was the reason. I was love him the- so fucking much. Are you, I don't know if this is what you said, but this is kind of what I took. Is like Ari one of your like reasons for doing stand up? You'd say for doing stand up, oh, like his podcast and shit. A hundred fucking. That's how I felt oh, about Joe Diaz. Yeah, and like seeing him on like Joe Rogan and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like I just and I mean like I feel like he does a better job 
when it's like his own podcast. Like I can't really say that he does that well in like atmospheres for whatever reason. But I listened to a lot of Joe Rogan and a lot of Ari Shapiro's podcasts really early on. And I feel like just like listening to comedians so much, I just like it's like a lifestyle kind of like idolization where it's like not just like I wanna be on stage, I don't wanna be funny. It's like I wanna be like I want that lifestyle. I want right. I wanna travel around. That's something aspect of my life meeting people I feel like passionate about and then I don't know like I kept telling myself when I turn 21 I'm gonna do something I didn't think you can really do it that you know which isn't true if you're listening I guess and you're under 21 you can find a way you can find a place you know Bill. I mean Bill Hicks I mean yeah there's like hella people Tim Young just like like, locally he he started comedy out here when he was (laughs) There's a 17-year-old kid. I don't remember his last name, but his name's Riley. He goes up at the rec room all the time in OC. Look at branches. Yeah. His dad come. His dad just comes and watches him and is his like bar escort. Why like, would you? I didn't mean. To. I, <laughs> I just think... saw that I had done that. Get a new drink. No, I'm gonna drink. Oh, okay. I mean, what are you? You don't Fucking have to do. Well, okay. I guess it's just. All right. Well, so yeah, so. Uh... So yeah, this is my weird rambly story, but basically, yeah, Sorry. then the pandemic happened. I turned 21 during the pandemic, and I was like, oh no, I missed my chance. And so when the San Francisco scene started opening up mm-hmm. again the following year in 2022, I signed up for a mic over at Fame, and that was a great experience. Like, I think it was because, like, all the mics and everything were just starting to open up again inside buildings. A lot of comedians out and excited. It was also like a really cool time to get started because it wasn't like it wasn't like, oh, I'm jumping into a scene where everyone's like really like like established, like everyone was working out in notebooks, like literally every and if you were a good comedian, oh, we're all getting back in. So it felt like a really like lucky time to be starting. And I just had a fantastic first opening. And that place is so cool. It has like a great history around it. Fame Broadway. Uh yeah, that was that was my first open mic and it was it was genuinely fantastic. Like I would say there was like at least like like 40 to 60 people in there. My mic went so well and have, oh god, what's his name? I want to shout him out. Who's the guy that does video? It's like something Roach. Eric? Eric Roach. Eric Roach. Oh my god, what a G. He's a fantastic person. He would do like video recordings at the mics and you could like buy your set. And so I was like, oh, that's awesome. I get to have like a like a high quality video of my first set ever. And I like sent him some money and I emailed him. And it was like supposed to be like, you know, like whatever X amount of money for one shot, whatever X amount of money for like the two angles. He was like, you had such a good set. I gave you both the angles. And I was like, oh my God, dude, thank you. <laughs> like it was just that's like awesome. such like a nice compliment. And then after that, like the rest is fucking history. Like I started doing comedy like two to three times a week for a while. And now I'm up to like, no, like, you know, almost. Nice. That's my deal. I started off with depression accidentally. You know, there me. are a lot of common denominators in comedy. It's definitely one of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already explained why, how you, like, you're, you've, you're you've said it, but you want to do a brief. I don't know if I, I guess I can't. I don't know if I have. Um, I used to be slam poet. Now I'm like, Emma included a lot of information about her love, like, that impacted her mentally i'm processing like what i want to share oh god it was well it's like i don't know i feel comfortable saying it because like it's like stuff that i tell people 
I don't really like withhold a lot of information about my life because like I feel like everyone does fucked up things and to deny mm-hmm. that you've done fucked up things is just kind of a disservice to others and a disservice yeah. to yourself because then you like treat other people really harshly when they do something bad but it's just like you know what you make mistakes people are impulsive yeah I agree I'm a gross oversharer not like disgusting gross just like a lot but you know it's fine now I've accepted it I have a podcast so it's I didn't get uh, embarrassed. My face is a little red right now. <laughs> no, you're. I mean, I'll. I guess if I'm being honest about mine, then there's there's some embarrassing pieces, but I'll try to do it super quick. But yeah, I was a poet for a long time, and like finally did slam poetry. That was always a goal of mine. But I mean, really, like there are poets that do happy poems, but I was not one of those <laughs> poets. So you have to really like mine your emotions, and like I actually got. I mean. Everyone has depression now, so I hate being like, I was diagnosed at this age, because it's like when your parents have money to take you to a fucking doctor, like if they do, is when you get diagnosed. <laughs> it's damn. not, it's true. I do a sidebar. <laughs> yes. I tried so hard. I was so, I was doing so bad. And I was like, mom, like I need, like I should go to therapy. And she was like, you just want to go to therapy because all your friends are in therapy. And I was like, no, man, all my <laughs> friends hate me. I'm doing awful. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you want depressed. I'll show you depressed, and I was like, "Hey, mom, you need therapy too." Yeah, all of our parents probably need therapy. Yeah, that would probably help. All parents, for sure. That's the new mind. It's scary when you realize that you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I my family is I love them and they're great people, but we had some very interesting rocky times when I was a kid, and uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of emotionally weird. Like, I always, I'm, you know, I'm super white and, like, stereotypical with the nose ring and the whatever. So people always are like, this girl's probably fine. She's probably had it super easy. But there's been, like, some crazy things that have happened that are, like, super hard to summarize. But, I mean, there's been just, like, things that I didn't know how to process. So I went to poetry. And then I was like, I'm depressing myself, right? Like, this isn't actually making it better. And then I went through this phase where I thought I was going to be really goth, which Raphael, my boyfriend Raphael, thinks is so funny. He's like, you're goth. I'm like, I'm not goth. Goth people would be offended that you said that. I was for sure an emo girl. Like, I was I was like the wide net fish net, like, legging things yeah. or, or whatever. Little I was very into the scene aesthetic when I, when I was in high school. Well, you're a few years older than me. I bet yeah. if I was your age, I definitely would have been a scene but instead i was like a new hair color every three weeks nice. <laughs> i wasn't allowed to my parents wouldn't let me dye my hair so i clipped in different color extensions uh-huh. so i could dye those but however i wanted Did i could do experiments bangs? on them at one point actually when i was a little bit older i cut my bangs like the this swoopy bang. but i had pinup girl bangs for all i went through like a weird pinup phase and then i obsessed over tattoo i have tattoos that you can't because I started getting tattoos when I was young, I got them places I could hide them from my parents, so they're all under my clothes. <laughs> but I, I like I like dropped the the bomb because my parents were always like, "Don't get tattoos, never ever get a tattoo." And I was like, "Haha, I have two. <laughs> yeah, I them probably like four-ish years after I'd done them, and I was like, "Oh, by the way," and like we like. I mean, like talking about how privileged lifestyle and stuff. Like I grew up in like suburban neighborhoods. I had my own. Like, kind of a thing like my parents are doing well and so like you know like even like swimming with my family they never knew I had tattoos yeah like I I went to Las Vegas and then I photoshopped my thigh 
Oh, I have a big God. like I have a big thigh piece and it wraps all the way around. And I went in with an airbrush and just yeah, is that how you got into making flyers? Is that how you got into Photoshop? Okay, so Loki, yes though. Doing tricky shit like that was part of what helped me start designing event flyers. Yeah. Cause I also like I can Photoshop like I shouldn't say <laughs> I can Photoshop like like I could do report cards seamlessly. Okay. I can I can match text. I can do pretty I can do any of that stuff. <laughs> so, I'm like trying but, to think like have I forged any documents? I feel like the answer is yes, but I can't think of a specific. But I almost am pretty sure the answer is yes. I did it well, so my parents when I was in college, they still checked my grades, which is like embarrassing to admit, right? But like I lived at home and my parents were really intense, and so my dad would ask me for them. And I got to a point where I was like I'm an adult and one one time I faked it the midterm and then i just made sure that i like got ended up dropping out of college so doesn't matter but it's fine now sorry dad happy father's paying your bills currently no it's not my parents are fine now that i dropped out of college but at first they thought i was insane and they were like emily's probably gonna be so i once sold all of my things and moved out of a house into a trailer that i bought from a scrap trailer yard and I decided I was going to be a tiny house person. I had three dogs. I had a bloodhound, a pit bull, and a jack cheap pit bull. You are so cool. <laughs> I used to res. <laughs> I used to live in the part of Phoenix that, if you were going to call any part of Phoenix the hood, you would call that area the hood. And I rented like a hundred-year-old craftsman house from my friend's mom. And uh, like multiple break-ins occurred. Like this place, it was a lot. But I foster human aggressive dogs they had a really big half acre backyard and it was a three-bedroom house for 750 dollars and i rented out one room to one of my good friends who's sadly no longer alive and he paid 250 flat and so it was 500 plus utilities for me and my boyfriend at the time so we split it so rent was 250 and yeah for a whole house that's arizona for you but yeah i lived in a in a fun area (laughs) It actually does have some cool spots. Yeah. It's getting more expensive. That Yeah, that area is, uh, like, they've put a lot of really expensive apartments and stuff down there. And so the poetry community and the arts community used to be really strong and, like, crazy. First Friday in Phoenix when I was, like, this, sound, this makes me sound old, but when I was young. You're 30 now. I just turned 30, yeah. Right, like, in, like, 8th grade, 9th grade, 10th grade. First Friday for me was still not as many booths and tables. Like there were artists selling their stuff, but it was like people would open up their houses and a lot of the houses out there weren't clearly labeled businesses yet. They weren't all converted into like hipster cafes. So people would just turn their like a space like this, like very scrappy and they would hang art on the wall and play like electronic music and just put on strobe lights. And there would be like weird people in the front yard drinking and just like, doing weird dancing and there were like contortion artists sometimes out there in phoenix yeah (laughs) i would tell my parents i was going somewhere else and we would go down there and uh, just to see it and then as i got older it changed right like everywhere has and everyone pays and they have their booth and it's very formal i had a booth down there with a company we had a big sign that me and my ex built and it said i live to create instead of before i die and it had a blank space and people Mm -hmm. would come in their answer some people were assholes and they would write like dicks and then other people would say something meaningful (laughs) or like you know babies or something sometimes the stories i hear about phoenix is like it's like florida it's like like the 
Florida is crazy as a whole. It's like the Austin. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. There's a lot. There's a huge. There's a huge art community. Every yeah. Time I hear about it, it's all about art. That's what like drew, drew me into like pretty much every all of it was. I just knew that that was the community I wanted to be a part. My mom's a fine artist. What the fuck does that mean? Fine artists are very like it's. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's it's Sounds like. Weird. It's it's not contemporary art usually. That I mean, sometimes it is, but for them, like you'd never see like a weird pile of bottles with like a name tag on it, and like a fine art show. It's like hyper realism or sculptures, you know, that look like a real. Oh, it's you know, it's like real like old timey style, you know, paintings and stuff. Like a lot of not abstract. There are some abstract artists, but there's still like a really intense element of technicality to it. And it's very polished. I feel like I love abstract art. Like, I like to make abstract art because I'm not a fine artist. Right? right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Get it for sure. Like, no, but I totally respect that kind of because I so badly. You can. Like, you just have to study it for years. Want to do anything. I know. That's why I didn't either. My mom can do incredible things. Where's my, I had it on my phone out. I'll show you. Just a quick shout to Dash Renault, he's listening to the fucking oh, yeah. podcast and giving me comments in my DMs right now. Hi, Dash. Um, you know what, dude? He's grossed out that I made out with a junior. <laughs> he says that Mark needs a law degree. He told me to never have a pinup phase. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I think pinup girls are hot. Uh, what else? Oh, Mark's voice is beautiful. He just needs to talk sense. That was the other comment. <laughs> okay, yeah. He posted in the fill-in guest mutiny post. It doesn't make any fucking sense, comma, Mark. <laughs> Listen, Dash, I get it, dog. You went to college. You know where to put a comma. I appreciate you for that. Go fuck your face, dog. Oh, I'm trying my best. This is, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Give me think a janitor job at Google, please. So many posts. Shut the fuck up. I don't know where my phone is. I was gonna, I was gonna check and then find art pics. He you knows know all about fine art, though, fuck. Oh, dude, I bet he does. That doesn't surprise. Did he wait? Da- Dash, you can respond in the Emma's chat, or you can I call us. But get me pregnant, dude. That would be. He crazy. just sent Emma an eggplant. I have her phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god! What no, am I looking? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I did not. Don't Fine, worry. I don't know. <laughs> it's notifying me at the top. I'm not opening anything. Okay, pee. we can take a. You, you can pee in the bathroom. Let's take. Please don't piss here. Let's take a break. I think I'm really into Dash, we'll come back. Thank you for listening. We're going to take like a five minute break and play some Hobo Johnson. And everyone can Dude. pee and smoke a cigarette. You guys go, go pee. Smoke a cigarette. And then come back here and listen to this sick show because we're leaving at 7.30 again tonight because Emma and I are going to be at Comic Club at 8, which is going to be pretty dope. Um, yeah, honestly, that show's getting really good. It's been um, it's been fun the past couple times I've done it. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a cool bar, and yeah, I've been told to the Marina Comic Club in the Marina tonight, night at eight. Great lineup. Mark won't be there, so you know it's gonna be good. Mark says no. Mark says absolutely not. That makes sense. I. I <laughs> What did you just say? Nothing. 
See, you know what? Also, I didn't respond very much to like your story, but fun fact for like mind bending fact for non comedian women, girl comedians like Joe Rogan and listen to his podcast. People are always like, it's a red flag if a guy listens to Joe Rogan. I'm like, I like Joe Rogan. I I was I I do think he's gone dumb. He has some problematic moments. Okay, I got women listening. I have never listened to Joe Rogan in my life. <laughs> drinking a lot more beer since I started comedy and eating a lot more fast food. So I do. Is Dash still listening? Dude, Dash was never listening. What was I about to show you? I was gonna show you. I was gonna show you. Oh yeah, there's a text from my mom up. Uh, okay. Those are dollar or one one dollar beers. I feel like they're less than a dollar a beer at this point. Okay, so this is is my volume down? I don't want to. Oh no, now it's down. This, this is, is the fine. This is like fine arts. My mom's stuff. This is the shit, huh? I mean, there's all kinds of it, but she paints birds. Yeah, birds. Lots awesome of birds. She paints birds. You yeah. Which, fun fact, I have a two-hour playlist that every song on it has something to do with birds. Yeah. It's for when I play Wingspan. You'll see it game night. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Your mom, I shout out your mom's Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so she does, well, I don't even have to, does her first name, period, her last name, period, heart. Yes. As if her first name, last name, heart wasn't taken. (laughs) Like my brother doing Trevor Neuer two hundred nine, but there's more than one. Right, right, yeah. She's she would really would love more people to see her stuff, and she's trying so hard, but she doesn't. She does not understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Dash, go follow my mom. (laughs) Both of your accounts. You'll like her. Yeah. Um, I actually did write down questions that I was going to ask you guys. We already hit some of the things. I didn't write down that much because I figured we'd talk about a bunch of bullshit too. We listened to Hobo Johnson for a while. Did we? We did. That was all that whole time. I got an ear beating from some fucking used to be comic. Dude, either do an open mic again or shut up. I don't know what to tell you. Get, get back to it or stop beating me to death, would you? Is that all? He just wants to do an open mic? No, he just wants to talk about it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Dude. That's another reason that's why. True. That's you another. That's crazy nowadays. Is that's not even true. If you can yeah. buy a... I got excited like a week ago because I put twelve dollars for one. I was like, I broke ten. <laughs> but that's because we split tips, not because I'm like haggling for twelve dollars with a guy. Like you know, I'm saying that for people listening who don't know, which I don't know dude. who that would be. But well, you know, I think gigging, mostly comedians probably. Gigging is not easy, dude. No matter what your gig is, that's right. Even if it's uh-huh. whatever your gig is, it's, it's not. It's yeah. Not easy. So that's like, this is kind of the whole point of the show, right? Is to find common denominators between between like this and other things, right? Mm-hmm. And like, there's like everyone in comedy has some level of just like a a boldness or like not you you have to not really care if you like fail in front of people 
right? Like you have to, you have to get over that. And like, not in like a, at a level where it's like, oh, but I still look pretty good to people. It's like, you have to be really okay with just like embarrassing the fuck out of yourself in front of people and like loving it. Like that's the moment that you're like happy because you're getting the most laughs. Like you have to be totally fine with that. And still, like, it actually, in an effective way, like, increases your confidence because the laughter is, like, more what matters to you, which I actually think is kind of kind of a cool, like, boost to self-image is, mm-hmm. like, you can, you connect with people in comedy. Like, it takes a lot of materialism out of performing, you know? Like, most people don't dress up. I love that comedians usually look weird. Like, half yeah. of the comedians I've ever paid to see look Who's like they that? rolled out of bed, like, when <laughs> they walked in there. <laughs> And it's great. I'm like, this is sick. This is real life. It's good. <laughs> what were you going to say, Mark? Nothing. Oh, okay. I was going to ask a question, but I mean, it, it's relevant, I guess. But she's the comic that dresses up and she does like the clown thing and she does clown thing. <clears throat> well, I don't know. She's a comic and she does. She's she does. She's in like the. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. She, when you said that, I was like, I thought that first. And then you, you said with the, the ending, the end of your sentence, like it it was like you're so right. Like, I, I I understood what you were saying. What I was saying was like not even relevant. So, well, <laughs> here we I are. see. What <laughs> I mean, people do. I've seen people drive. There was a guy that came here in a suit to do a mic once. Like people all do their different things, but I feel like a lot of yeah. like not super Hollywood polished comedians, just like comedians who are true comedians, right? And then maybe later they end up in a movie, but like their core career is not catering to like their image and appearance. It's doing comedy. They usually do not look super put together. Ron White is actually the comedian that inspired me the most because my family loves Ron White. My sisters have known all the words to his specials. Yeah, like since they were way too young to know. Like, Do you know why that is? Why they know the word? I mean, my family used to watch him all the time. Of course, but well, no, well, yeah, of course. But Ron White has 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 used the same cadence and generally the same story for his major jokes his whole career. But I didn't I know I that. I That's interesting. Doing it now, of course, everyone evolves. Well, he's I'm like sure sober he's now and doing exactly. ayahuasca, and he's very exactly. different. I while I watched sure. him on Kill Tony. And I was like, ah. and then I saw his new special and I was like, I'm really happy for him. And I can see that he's still trying to lean into his thing a little bit, but it's just like not as authentic as it used to be. Right. You know, it used to be that. Yeah. Like that was his shit. Like all throughout the blue collar comedy, all that shit. It was just like, essentially it was the same. The same stories, the same, right? Just spun a little differently with the same cadence. Just always, it was just evolving. Was Interesting. Evolving. He was expecting his shit. And, and He's one of my favorites too. Oh, cool! No, cool. dude, Billy Ball is one of my favorites. Yeah, I, sure. I love my dad. It used to take so my dad really is a general contractor from the joke. Like that's really what he does, and he's always done that. But he works for like a, a pretty large construction company, and then he ended up like getting his own piece of that, and now it's his. Anyway, I grew up going on job sites with him, like just sitting in the car because it's like he worked all the time. And my dad always like he loves being funny. That's his whole thing. Like he keeps. I made a joke earlier when I got here because you were pulling stuff out of your purse. And I was like, I have warm nuts in my purse sometimes. My dad actually keeps warm salted nuts under the seat of his car so that he can pull them out when people ride with him and go, do you want some of my warm salty nuts? Like he just, he thinks he's a, so my whole life he's just been fucking disgusting. We would be like in the Starbucks drive through and my dad would be like, you see that woman over there? She makes my tongue hard. Like I was like 11. He would be like, you're going to be my wing daughter. I don't want to get my dad like arrested, but. He thinks he thinks it's so funny that I talk about this. So, yeah. 
just why was I telling you that? <laughs> I don't remember why. Oh, well, because <laughs> I do. I do. He would play raw dog comedy in the car while he was being gross. That was the point of me telling you that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it, bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> But that was the whole, so I knew all of their, I knew all of their stuff. Yeah. I still know all of his, like all the really main ones. I did this, I cupped my hand because I was thinking of the one where he talks about buying his wife titty implants and then he never gives them to her. And he's like, he says he rubs them on his face. It's funny, but they are. I've heard, I have heard jokes that he does that get it again in the same voice and I love them for that. Right. But it, there's an interesting debate, right? Because like I also love the Ralphie May talk. I bring up like the same core I obsess over stuff. One of my questions for you guys too was like, is there anything you obsess over? Like do you love to like learn specific things ever about comedy? I go through phases where I binge watch a lot of things. And I didn't know because I was a poet so many things about about I'm trying to keep track of time since we have a show. No. Since I was a poet. I didn't know a ton about comedy, but I didn't know about like, I didn't even know joke stealing existed literally until like a few months ago. And I love true crime. And then when I heard about that, I went on a YouTube binge and I started watching stuff and I learned all about the Carlos Mencia thing. And lately I've been on the Crystalia like sex scandal thing and watching all those videos. So I'm curious, like if you ever, if you guys ever watch that stuff and then like, it's interesting too, because there's a lot of very like stern opinions from big comics but they're they're opposite right like ralphie may's take on how he constructs his jokes is totally different than like what ron white does you know <clears throat> yeah, <I> would... <laughs> <laughs> yeah facts But you also do pottery. Yeah. Do you study any potters? Not just the devil's <laughs> lettuce. She makes pottery. <laughs> Goat. <laughs> yeah. Can we give you a recommendation? Can you use the quote, I throw some shit on the wheel? I was about to be like, so would you say that comedy is a lot like throwing some shit on the wheel? <laughs> Dude, you gotta yeah, use yeah. that as, I would say a t-shirt, but just out of respect, you gotta do a mug yeah. or a plate, like a Christmas plate. Yeah, you throw some shit on the wheel, bro. Make a pin. You give it to all the, you sell mm -hmm. it to the pottery people. I throw some shit on the wheel. Did Emma tell you that we're gonna start a band? Who? A, us, a, us a Bart band? <laughs> you can be in it if you want. And I, Emma has a harmonica and I have a cello. I don't remember. <laughs> that would be so perfect. No, I thought it would be really fun to just like, like that's cultural to film just like 
a heinous musical collaboration with no effort but just stop like every 15 or 20 seconds and then tell like really poor one-liners like into i have a battery operate yes a battery operated mic now and then she'll just harmonica too like it'll be so dope and people will be really confused <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to film it and just like no i played the and then if you get anybody who's rude, you can just aggressively play the harmonica at them. Just like lean into it and just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep a bang on me. Yeah. Yeah, we also know how to stay safe. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We're going to go throw down some harmonica bars outside the bars. So come support us doing comedy at bars. No, it's on. You have two <laughs> microphones like you're a politician, dude. You have multiple mics right now. Oh, yeah. I never... Question, what was it about the obsession? I asked... I obsess about... Can I answer your question? Yeah. I remember. I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I what? Lean in closer. Just because you can he hear you just now. You're just like Helen Keller doesn't mean that you. It should be working. Oh, the, oh. No, these are the other ones. I'm turning up extra shit. Lean in now. Don't put your fingers that close to my. Whoa! Whoa! This is the same setup. Pan. <laughs> Come on. He hasn't been listening. Okay, well I have all of the mics. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to leave it tell, how it is. Yeah. They say all of it. <laughs> um, We were talking about, let's see, what time? We have a, we have a little bit more time we can talk, you guys. Oh, yeah. He's in the chat. Oh, I didn't change anything. So something's going on then. No, no, no. Not right now. Not right now. You can use this one, too, if you want. That's, I don't know what's going on. Oh, wait. Are the chips leaning on the levels? Is that maybe? Yeah, it's the chip. Oh, I can talk. Hey, you guys. Week two is still less technically difficult than last week. I was... Sorry. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's... Don't... Yeah. Let's get into it. One time. Look, listen. So what I get obsessed about is like I do. I obsess about like old comedians. Like you're saying, you don't do that. I do heavily, and I'm like I fucking I'll get on a fucking tangent with with Don Rickles, you know, Robin Williams, and I always go back to the Bill Hicks mental breakdown where he starts screaming at the lady who's you suck, and he just fucking goes, "Have you seen this?" I don't know if and I Bill ever know. off. Oh God, you might need to show. I should. How have you not? Dude, I didn't even. So I used to make a joke. I know that this is wrong now. Nobody hate me for this. I used to say Kramer is my spirit animal before I knew what he did. You're canceled. And right. then, and then, say, here's the deal. I gotta go. <laughs> and then Raphael was like, "You have to stop saying that." And I was like, "Why?" And he goes, "Watch this video." <laughs> Wait, you had never seen that? I'd never seen it. 
Dude. I didn't know that. No, I swear to God. I didn't know. I didn't know. I never, honestly, look, in popular opinion, I don't love the TV show Seinfeld, and I don't particularly love all of Seinfeld's jokes as much as everybody else. I appreciate him, but I just, and I love some of the advice he's given, but I'm not obsessed with him. I only just recently watched Seinfeld all the way through. I did very much, I did very much enjoy, like, the first few seasons. I think it's really, like, pretty good. And I, like, I don't this one can't. Sorry, I'm just I'm being dramatic. Like it was, it was, it was the worst thing I think I could have bought. Like, 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 it wasn't great. It was not great. I lost the whole crowd. I said something probably decently insensitive, very insensitive, and decently not politically correct, and I lost the entire crowd. I think the the host was mad at me afterwards. My phone is buzzing. Is that Dash giving me a... Probably. Look, I've noticed something we should carry into the next conversation that we all have, but I've noticed that I think that as a white woman in comedy, if you're saying something that's potentially, like, rocky, right, the white people in the crowd always want to be the first to, like, scold you for it, you know? They want to be the first one on top of it. Yeah, but but like this is so I my pegging joke, right? It touches on like going to like it was a, a boutique, a sex boutique owned by two black lesbian ladies. It's a true story. And it really was hilarious. And at the end, they actually did thank me for supporting black business. But the context was so funny and there's nothing offensive about it at all, even in joke format. But people will get really weird when I mention it just because it has that context to it. And as soon as somebody who's not white thinks it's funny, it seems like everybody else is like, oh, it's okay. And it's weird. It's just like the presence of like a white girl or a white guy doing something. Like everyone wants to make sure they're not on yeah. the boat that sinks. <laughs> I have one joke. And like, I'll just like tell part of the joke where it's like, I feel like I only respect when people talk about energy coming from a black person. And even that line does great when I do it in front of like black people. But if you do it in a room of all white people, that gets literally no reaction. Like, ooh, like, what's wrong with this? And it has nothing to do really with the rest of the joke. It's just mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I think that's. Like, young white people talk about energy a lot. They don't know shit about it, you know? Yeah, that's facts. Let's, we'll take a, a walk down Hate Ashbury for people who are not not local and we'll stream it live to the instagram so you can understand all right guys well we're getting to the end of our time so i think we're gonna we're gonna probably one more question yeah okay all right so i had what other questions did i have left how do you interpret and prioritize the pressures comedians are under today in your own life <laughs> like like digital content presence like booking shows networking like all these different things that people say that that con contradict each other right from like big names all of that short answer <laughs> i'm just here for the fucking vibes like i hang out with people and i have conversations with find i like i don't like i don't just like joke with people when i'm hanging out with them i do my jokes but then when i'm talking to people i want to have like natural yeah so i guess that's my network <clears throat> like i'm just talking to people talk to social media on the other hand is incredibly anxiety inducing to me i hate having 
digital footprint of things that I do. And every few months, I will go through my social media accounts and just delete mass amount of stuff and mass amount of people from my accounts because I just don't like people I'm up to. That's not good when you're trying to market yourself. I should get over that at some point. But yeah, social media is incredibly that's part of why I think this podcast is going to get interesting because those topics are really fascinating and comedians, although they're confident on stage, a lot of comedians do not like social media and do not want to do it or any any part of PR, right? Yeah. Like it's just not most people's forte. Mark tried his best to smell like pee and marketing yourself online, you should only do so if you got some hot shit to post. We ain't got no problems. I love this man. I love this woman. This has been so what are we doing this weekend? What am I doing this weekend? I meant to go to LA and then I didn't want to do that. So I actually don't have that much book this weekend. Oh wait, fuck, we're on the comedy crawl. We're on the comedy crawl. <laughs> I've had a couple of drinks. We're comedy crawling this weekend. And we have had we are, I'm going to be at Barbary Coast this coming Friday. Come catch me. I'm going to be drunk. You'll be smoking some weed. Huh? Yeah, uh, you guys. <laughs> thank you, Emma. As We're all overstimulated. Hey, it's $30 if you want to attend the crawl. There's still some tickets left, you guys. Or just show up. Just please come with us. If you buy a ticket, though, you get a free t-shirt, which is dope. And... There's five shows, it's two days, mutinyradio.fm. If you're listening, it's the same site you're on right now. It would be cool to see. We got to go. We got a show at Comet Club. I will see you guys next. She is going to my... Oh, yeah, you know what? So the Comedy Crawl is this weekend, and then Mars Bar is doing a drag show on the 28th. So we got a big month, and I Pam is booking that. So prob I asked Pam. I don't know what's happening. I don't know who's booked yet. It is... Mark is going to show up with no underwear to the drag show. Have a good night, everybody. Get <laughs> aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> All right, this has been Badgers and Jam, episode one, season one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As I noted earlier, this show is presented by the Boat Rock Podcast Network. You can find a variety of shows with us starting with Mondays at 4 p.m., where we have Dakota Price and Spencer Devine hosting the My Friends and Expert podcast. You can also find them live at mutinyradio.fm. More to come soon. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman.
You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! No, it's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey! Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. What an acronym. That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How are we doing today? We're doing fine. Our show is streaming first, as always, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. They have a Venmo site. You can donate money at Mutiny Radio. You can also follow our... Sorry, fun feedback here. YouTube, YouTube. On YouTube and, of course, as a podcast, right. as our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh. Now, we're going to be watching a full-length movie on YouTube, and we have a very special guest here, the star above the title, the yes. main guy himself, Mr. Eddie Deason. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Hey! Carl and Mike, it's a pleasure to be on your show. My honor. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're going to be watching our favorite movie, Surf 2. I have Seriously. to tell you, Eddie, this, the podcast exists because of Surf 2. I saw Seriously. that at a buddy's house uh-huh. in the 80s on Showtime. Uh-huh. Never saw it again. Saw the video box at Pathmark. That's it. Been searching okay. decades. Okay. Saw it on YouTube. And I said, these are the movies on YouTube that I've been looking for, like Surf 2. Yeah. Let's do a podcast about it. So, Well, fortunately, we live in an age where you can almost get any movie in the world. You can find So I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but I'm glad you did locate it. And YouTube, of course, is easy. It's free. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time myself. I've probably seen it maybe like three times. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, great. We can. And by the way, one more thing. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate them. In the YouTube search engine, you put in Surf2 1984, and you will find the channel Surf King. That's who we like, Surf King. So it's Surf II 1984, and then it says PT one half. I don't know why, part half. And Surf King is the channel we like. Now, Mike, I've lost your audio. Unmute yourself, please. Sorry, I just... uh... A barrage of uh, feedback in my headphones, so I just I turned that off for a split second. We're looking for Surf 2. That's I.I. It's a very fancy movie from 1982. We have the lead star here, Eddie Deason. We're going to be watching this movie with you, yes. with Eddie. We want you to go find the link, hit it, hit pause, move the timer to 000. We're going to start at the same time watching this movie. Uh, Carl, we'll do our countdown. Take it away, Carl. I will. Okay. Get ready to press play. Ready, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. I was very excited to watch the video syndrome. I didn't realize it was a director's cut, that there was two different versions of this movie. Yes, there were. And it's a better one, the director's cut. This was probably taken from Star Wars, I imagine, this beginning thing. I bet. Yeah. 
it seemed like they didn't have any faith in the movie. Like they had to give an ex explanation to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's call them Menlo Schwarzer. That's me. Menlo Schwarzer, but they uh -huh. spell it wrong. Schwarzer. You know what? Yeah. You're right. I never noticed that. Good catch. Good catch. Now, they were originally going to call Menlo Stinky, but somebody yeah. objected. I didn't like it. I like Bunny. He called me Bunny. I, Randall Bedard, I thought, was a very good director. I liked him. Some in the cast, at least one cast member didn't get along with him. We'll get, we'll get into that. But I thought he was a fine director. I liked working for him. But I asked that it not be Stinky. I didn't want to be called that. It was just a personal thing. And she called me Bunny. That's why. We could have maybe compromised and come up with a funnier name. Anyway, the cinematography is beautiful here. There's actually some beautiful it? shots here. I mean, the movie's not gone with the wind, but the cinematography here is very beautiful. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than Gone with the Wind, personally. It's much better than Gone with the Wind. I've seen this movie more times, and it's less problematic, honestly. Uh, I love so Peter this... Isaacson, a dear friend. Peter and I had just done a Magnum PI together a few months before this, and then we worked again. He's one of the nicest guys in showbiz. Excuse me, I'm talking with my mouth. We'll have some cashews in my mouth. Oh, we're watching a movie. Uh, we encourage people to get some cashews, some popcorn, and join us yeah. in watching. Yeah. Now, that, that, Peter, that's the guy from... This is what uh, you call a watch party, which would be in a jewelry shop. Not again, watch party you know, jewelry. for the watching. Ah! Okay. okay. And Lyle Wagner. My head. I'm trying not to intrude on the movie. Okay, let's see. Oh, no, oh, this, no, no. Okay, please please intrude. Lucinda and Corinne, I remember them. Yeah, sweet girls, both sweet. Linda Carriage, by the way, the lead will get in her... I have, that's a Freudian slip. We'll get into her later. I was going to say, we'll talk about her later. She's so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about her. her. Yeah. Morgan Paul, yes. And Carol Wayne was, we'll get into her later. We'll, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not doing this deliberately. Ron Polio, Horshack, deliberately. With one, you know, I work with John Travolta, of course, in Greece. This is my second sweat. -off. Tom Ballard tragically died of AIDS. He was a very wonderful, sweet guy. He's terrific yes. in this movie. Ruth yes. Buzzy's still active on Facebook. She's still around. She's got to be close to 90. She's a lovely lady, super nice lady. We we heard that I someone she joined Twitter because someone was faking her account and she on had to Facebook? come in. Yeah, on on Twitter, had, someone. Well, I had my account was hijacked. I just started a new page. I had to start again from square one. Maybe she didn't just want to start again. Yeah, she, she had some funny stuff on her page. Yeah, what happened to your site? Well, I would, I had heart trouble. I don't want to get into, but I had open heart surgery. I've been in and out of hospitals for three years with bad heart troubles. I had a stroke. So my, oh my page God. was taken over and it, it just was bad. So I had to start again on Facebook. So I had to get 5,000 friends. You know, a lot of my old ones are there, but some new ones too. Well, now, this, these are our heroes, and this are, is Johnny Bighead. Yeah, that's now, Josh. Super nice guy. We used to all play poker together during the shoot. Josh, Eric, uh, Jeffrey, me, you know, Marvin, my friend Marvin. Eric yeah. liked greasy pizza, but we'd always order pizza. Eric liked very greasy pizza. I've never, he's a, make sure the pizza's greasy. There's Peter Isaacson, great guy. He is so funny in this movie. There's a scene yeah, where he's hilarious. surfboard. He skateboards the onto the stage. The yeah. mayor from Jaws called, they want his jacket back. He wants his jacket back from Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a Look how tall he's a tall guy. We had done, and, uh, of course, Eric, you know, had just come off Mask, I think, before. It's one of the greatest performances in movie history, a very dramatic film. Cleveland so, Little, of course, we all know from Blazing Saddles, one of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. Just a super nice guy. He gets a special appearance uh, credit for this movie. He does. Re he's really funny in this film too. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. 
I noticed that too. It said special appearance, but he's yeah. in so much of the film. I think he warrants more than an appearance. You're it's right. More I of guess a cameo. His, agent you're right. his agent negotiated that, I, I'm sure, but I, you're right. It's not really, it's not the right thing to say. You're right. Special, I should say no. special guest star. There's Tom Ballard. There's Tom Ballard. Yes. Oh, they said, don't don't go to the surf. It's, there's someone died. And they said, surf, let's go surfing. Let's go surfing. Oh, okay. okay, now, this movie was um, having a hard time getting distributed. So the producers thought they put a little TNA in it, like off the strength <laughs> of Porky's. So that what we buy is yeah, right. added footage after mm -hmm. uh, this part here with the girls in the car. That uh -huh. was not part of the filming. That was added later. Okay, it's so the vinegar syndrome shows the original version. Yeah, because it's really strange because uh -huh. they stick their bare ass out. That's oh. plenty. And then my luck, I'd, my luck, I'd already wrapped by this. Somebody get to see this. <laughs> this is after okay, you. This is the yeah. first PMAS you were talking about on the commentary, Eddie. I don't know if you remember PMAS. PMAS, the perfunctory male ass shot. Yes, the worst yeah, in movies today. That's Women the worst line, but please spare, spare us the male ass shots. Please spare us. There's several in this movie. Uh, we yeah. still haven't got to the two gentlemen who come and rip their pants. Okay. Oh, I love Lau Wagner. My I love Lau Wagner. Super great guy. He's really funny. Yeah, these yeah. two are great. Very movie. funny. Ron Leo, one of my great friends. Sadly, he died way too young. He left us way too young. Did and you guys he have a good was time? the one that Randall and, you know, Randall and him would yes. argue a little. No, you're exactly right. They didn't get along for whatever reason. And I, I heard him arguing one time. And all I heard is, if you do that, you're going to be wearing it, Ron said. <clears throat> he said in a menacing voice, like he was going to fight him. So I don't know what exactly happened, but they really were testy with each other. Ron did not like working with Randall. Wow. Now, I, I want like you to Randall. know, Mike, that Cleavon... The original choice for Blazing Saddles was Richard Pryor. Oh, Did yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the movie was going to be called Black Bart. It was going to be me, Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor was supposed to be the guy. I, think I understood he wrote it. Brooks. He went in yeah. one, I guess. He did have part uh, hand in writing it. And mm -hmm. they just figured he was a crazy man and he was a very strong star. He'll yeah. have an attitude. He might show up drunk or stoned. Yeah. So they went to Cleavon. Yeah. And you see it kind of proved out later on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really brought him to prominence, and he did a great job. And I was laughing my ass off. We all were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Classic. I, I heard a that story from was Blazing a little before my time. See, the cinematography, that's kind of a good shot. They have a lot of beautiful cinematic shots in this movie. The cinematographer, I don't know who it is, but he did a fantastic job. The surfing is so good in this movie, too, and you could tell it's the same people yeah. sometimes, or at least the, the people they have. But then they cut to these ladies getting a, a uh, shower. Yeah. 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 So that, well, must that have been was added, added later to try to get a distribution deal, which mm -hmm. they did get. It was very limited. Are you, are you a fan of surf culture? I know zero about it. I know nothing about it. I'm telling you, so watching these first 10 minutes, this film's growing on me. I really do like it. It's not as bad as I thought. Oh, it has, yeah. There was and a wave of surfing. A wave of surfing. I'm sorry? It, Carl said there was a yeah. wave of surfing. Yeah, I should oh, be the one apologizing. Then the, the soundtrack is phenomenal on this. It has like Beach Boys and it has modern stuff and both versions yeah, of the movie. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. It's got beautiful cinematography. 
so many great comic actors in this. Yeah. Now it was kind of this straight, but everybody else is kind of a comedian. Okay, yeah, here comes Linda now. Linda will be in this. Now here we have a little bit of joysticks, right, Mike? Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels it like, feels like joysticks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you you had mentioned I know joysticks was on a set. You had mentioned this was a set, but this is an actual arcade they shot it in. Okay. This was an actual arcade, unlike joysticks in which they built one. And okay. two of the actors, we just saw one of the actresses, uh, the one on the right, Corinne. She was in joysticks. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the stuck-on produced stuff, to give it an R rating, also has a star from Joysticks in it. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a weird Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Michael J. Fox's first film. You know, Midnight Madness was his first film. Then he did, uh, Eric Stoltz did um, Back to the Future. He was the first choice. He did that, and they fired him and took on Michael. So I have kind of a Six Degrees of Separation from between me, Michael, and Eric, if we follow that up. Do you but, know that story, Mike? The original yeah, I did. Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah. So the they didn't the box like him in Back to the Future. They thought he was too serious. They have the test uh, footage of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future in the box set. It's buried in there. And he's he does play right. it very seriously. Yeah. He does. Mm -hmm. Like, he walks around. He's very intense. Uh, but I had heard that. But that, I guess, occurred after this movie, right? So he didn't have yeah. that cloud over him. Yeah. He's immortal in mask. This is a great comedy. So here's the mortality is in mask. He's so good. Now you uh, might have seen like the footage of his audition, but Mike, they were shooting with him. He was Marty McFly, and they stopped like four or five or six scenes, like a couple weeks in, and they mm -hmm. said we got to read. They had to get permission. Yeah, okay. I think they always wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was on that TV show, and they were able to negotiate it. That's and they right. They did that that That's right. Now, these are the dads, and these are the guys who distribute Buzz Cola. Now, I know you Morgan like Paul. these persons, Mike. You must have heard of Buzz Cola. Yeah, so, now, the guy, I, were you friends with these guys, Eddie? Like, the, they're really funny on in this the set, movie. They were both nice. They were both, everybody on the set was nice. I didn't dislike anybody. It was, it was a very friendly shoot. I loved everybody. Um, one of these, the little guy, I think that's Morgan. He's in Patton, you know. He plays a very serious role in Patton. He does play a serious role in Patton, and I like, like him. Even even like like now, sure. also, Mike, not only was he in Patton, oh, but he was in Blade Runner. He was the guy who was interviewing, like, did you ever oh. hear of the turtle? Of course, Same. right. He, the one who gets shot in the beginning by the replicant, that's him. But he's so broad in this movie. It's its amazing. I guess that's the great thing about being a comedic actor. You can play it really straight. Absolutely. Now, his partner was a comedian, and he was part of the comedy store and everything. Actually, Eddie wanted to be a comedian. I think that was his first... Um, a dream for Hollywood was being a comedian. Tell us about that, Eddie. I did 20 films. I would, hopefully I was a comedian, but I wanted to be a stand-up comic, but I had a line. So I didn't like it. I, I performed twice in Hollywood, and I did okay. Then they moved me to Westwood, and I tanked. And I just go, this isn't for me. Now, I was on an old show called The Gong Show, where they would gong me if you didn't go good. I don't know if you remember yes. that. But I did my stand-up comedy act. Paul Williams, the singer, gong me. That was my TV debut. 
Yeah, but I didn't like stand up. I never liked doing it. Some guys thrive on it, you know. You you did stand up on the beautiful Linda. What became of Linda? Do you guys know? She's one of the most beautiful. I mean, she has. Look at that she lives in the Blue Mountains of Australia today. She isn't involved with acting at all. I'm did sure you know I can't this? find a picture of her. Okay, did she do other films after Surf too? I don't know, to be yes, honest. I know. Did do other films. Let me just pull it up here. Um, after Surf Two, she went on to I don't know, Mixed Blood, Vicious Lips, Down Twisted, The Alien from L.A. Yeah. By 1988, okay. she headed back to Australia, and she was done with the career. Okay, this is probably her only comedy. She's uh, she's not com she's not a comedic actress. She's just beautiful. She she's is not, not a comedic actress. Yeah. No, yeah. she's she so very different than everybody else in this whole film. She's very flat. Yeah, uh, but everybody she's else chews up the scenery. Yeah, everybody else chews up the scenery, but she's like totally straight. No, Mike, I found out this yes. footage was from a TV show. Randall uh -huh. didn't shoot this stuff. Is that right? Okay. Oh, it saved some money. Well, okay. What was this now, stuff here like? comes our it... hero. Yes. Our bad guy hero. Here he is. Who's this guy? This Look at him. him. I remember that guy. Look how young he is. Look how so young. young. Yeah. <laughs> Now, do, do nope. you, oh, and the picture of Jerry Lewis in the background. So in the script, Jerry Lewis was there, and Randall wrote this script for Eddie, believe it or not. But the thing is, coincidentally, Eddie loves Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah, I love Jerry. I had a bad meeting with him. I'm like, there's a great story I heard, by the way, on Facebook, if I can relate it real quick. The guy told me about a month ago on Facebook. He wrote me, he said he used to do the lights on the Jerry Lewis telephones every year. And he, him and Jerry were, you know, getting the lights set up right before Jerry went on stage. And he goes to Jerry, he goes, you know, you make me laugh more than almost any actor in the world except for Eddie Deason. And Jerry Lewis said to him, he said, you know, you're not the first person that's ever told me that. Wow. He, how, how's that for flattery? I almost, I always had a conniption. I couldn't believe he said it, but that story really made my day. That's so great. You, now, you had a bad experience? Has... Okay, ahead, this Mike. might be the most acclaimed scene in the movie right here. This is yeah. the most acclaimed scene in the movie. This is totally innovative. I've never seen anything like it before or since. Or it's, since, yeah. And this was like a sh shot. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's so well uh, rehearsed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Now, according to Randall, they nailed it. it by, they did two takes only because they did so much practicing ahead of time. Yeah, total professionals, total pros. She was on Fridays, uh, Brenda's camp. Yeah. You know what? You just reminded me. You're right. She was on Fridays. Yeah. She was also on something called After Mash, a film, a show I never heard mm -hmm. of. I, right. You've never seen that? I've seen that show. It was a it, Mash sequel. It was number one its first week, and then it just tanked in the ratings and went off the air. But they tried to follow up Mash after it went off the air. Fridays, of course, it was kind of like a four-man Saturday Night Live. The breakout yeah. star, of course, was Michael Richards, from, and he got on Seinfeld later. Now, yeah. we saw Mark Blankfield in The Jerk 2, Mike. Uh -huh. And he was straight out of Fridays, and he shares many scenes with her. Of course, okay. they were cast members, you know? Okay. The big head. 
Now, she died. Part of the reason she died, she was 76 years old and she had uh, brain cancer. But part of the reason she died was complications from COVID-19. Well, that's too bad. That's so sad. It is. Now, she was 76. I'm sure she had 20 years left in her. But yeah, COVID was a problem. Now, look, you see it says custom surboards. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Good catch. How did they miss that? Well, Randall says that that was a real mistake in real life. And so they added the scene in which uh, Weekend at Bernie's guy is putting in an F. We'll see that okay. later. Okay. Carol Wayne, I know her as uh, I'm an I Dream a Genie nut. I love Barbara Eden's my fantasy. Yeah. She was Bootsy Nightingale in one of the funniest episodes of the show. So I remember her from that. She was a very lovely lady. She was pretty out of it by this time. She was pretty out of it and gone. She, she would say to was E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. She was just a little out of it. I think they were putting her on bad meds, like I have experience with, but I think she was, there was somebody messing with her. So it wasn't just pot? She was on more serious drugs? I think so. It seemed to me she was pretty stoned out. Maybe she was just on pot. I'm not into drugs. I don't know, but she was on something. That's now, Mike, she would go on to pass away a year later. Yeah, in this was the last film. Circumstances. Is that she like had, you found out? She had an argument with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she is missing, and then she washes up on shore. Now, the autopsy says there were no drugs and alcohol. Um, so, was she murdered? I mean, it is possible. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a Colombo episode. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now they have- she was very sweet. She's, she's good in this movie, too. Uh, I mean, especially with this, very good. The, the scene. Everybody played their roles well. I don't think anybody's really mad. Everybody played their roles well. Well, there is the argument that Linda, but I don't know. I think maybe it was just her personality. She was pretty flat. Uh-huh. Okay, now here Good we point. have the producers add-on scenes, and you can see it's a Rolls Royce. Uh-huh. And they, one they of were... these guys is named Fred Asparagus. That's his name. We saw another movie with Fred Asparagus. <laughs> We've had this conversation. I don't Do know if tell? it was. Was it Hamburger the movie? Fred Astaire or something? Maybe it was one of those National Lampoon movies, Mike. Oh. Yeah. No, I think it was his actual name, or or definitely his stage name. So we could see the added stuff, like this is added. <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna see the perfunctory. Male ass shot that we don't want. Yes, yeah. The most destructive trend in movie making. Blech. Well, there you go. I did enjoy your, you your commentary on the Vinegar Syndrome uh, track, and you had mentioned that this movie goes from, like, the comedy scene of those the duplex to yeah. these guys' butts. Like, it, it yeah. has a, quite a range to this movie. Mm-hmm. High and low. Now, here comes Eddie again in a very oh, fun scene. Right. I'm a Jew dressed like an Arab. That's right. Yeah. And this is in Santa Monica, I guess. Uh, uh, this was Santa Monica Beach, which I love. I love filming there. There I am, my towel head. Nice cola. You know who now, has that joke now? Like you know who has that joke now, by the way? And I always wonder if they got it as a homage to this movie, The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons, they drink Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola, yes. Yeah, is that a tribute to Surf 2? Or did that just I, happen to come up? 
You know, this, this movie has Buzz with three or four Zs, and Simpsons has two. I think it was a reference, and the Simpsons blew up and became an institution, and the reference yeah. is now part of their lexicon without any reference. Lexicon, we started it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to talk to the writers if that happened. Now, look uh, how lucky Eddie is. Look, Linda's yeah. touching, mm -hmm. got his arm. <laughs> look how lucky he is. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I hate those. Oh, she surfers. likes the surfers. Yeah. Look at that one. He's got a face like a Rottweiler. I remember that. That's <laughs> right, that's right. This movie is so funny because it's like California surf culture saying we don't like punk rock music. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in real life, Randall really hated the punks. And oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. So he wrote this thing in one single weekend. He had had a surfing accident and a surfboard went through his cheek. So he was on all sorts of painkillers and his own recreational drugs from being a young person. And he, he, okay, this is one of my favorite scenes because this is clearly missionary. Uh-huh. What's going on? Do you want that sound? I think it's best if we just sit here and wait. Harry well, we we always know him as Weekend and Bernie, so to actually see him speak yeah. is fantastic. Weekend and Bernie's. Now he was in over forty credits, and we think of him as Bernie's, but he was yeah. always in films. You know, I remember reading an, a Playboy centerfold where they had Weekend and Bernie's. They had him in character next to topless women bathing. <laughs> really? Now look at this tacky. great scene. Isn't this sexually titillating? I mean, that's missionary times too. You're right. Never thought of it. Never thought of it. It's Carl. a very sexual film, you're right. I'm sure millions of women fantasize about me watching this movie. <laughs> well, they got Prime Eddie in this movie. <laughs> okay, now, this is one of the greatest scenes in the film. Okay. Now, a strange thing happens. They throw, like, a tear gas canister, and through magic, it ends up inside the shack. It's very strange. Well, it blows up and they survive. It's a, definitely a cartoon movie. Well, that's another thing. Like a tear gas canister makes an explosion. Does that make okay, sense? Is, and they live. Is honestly the first thing I don't remember. Let me see this. I don't remember this. Oh, here, I'll crank it up for you. Flames are breaking right. I'm just fucking total vertically, all right? I look right. Water. I look left. In Water. this scene, Eric is drunk oh, for the man. first time oh, in his life, God. literally. We're talking greater, right? And then this cat, this geek, I look like he's a total geek that comes in. I, I had to stop it. But they're, the girl, the ladies are going to distract them. They're tired of this surf surf talk. So they, they're going to take their tops off. Right. Oh, However, right. their girlfriends are jealous, and they're going to call and say they're, they're attacking the, these girls, and the cops come. So things will get okay. escalated. But it's pretty obvious it's them. It's the only parked car on the beach. No, Eric had never been drunk in his whole life, and Randall thought he should have a little bit of alcohol for this scene. So he felt very sick. Interesting. Good trivia. That's my job. Okay, here comes Chef Boyardee and yep. Inspector Underpants. Right. Inspector Underwear and Knitter's Underpants. No, you're right. You're right. Under Underwear? Underwear, I thought. Underwear. <laughs> You're totally right. It's underwear. 
Yeah, I mean, well, my, maybe yeah. we'll turn the sound up when we get there because, yeah, they're going to go through the book and Lyle will be misreading and Horshack will. It's very funny. Get a couple more cops involved. Yeah, over the top squat here. Mm hmm. Yeah. There you go. They're happy about it. I get up from my next ride, and I'm going, yeah! Here come the boobs. Statue story, all right? You guys are nude. Very impressive. Anyway, I'm that point Isn't that funny? They just keep going. Anyway, okay, here you yeah. go. This is Crossroads. Bring it up now. All right, we know you're in there. So home on out. Home on out. So come on out with your fat. Oh, I remember that. And these poor girls. Do they feel bad when they have to film this? I wonder when they have to do this. <laughs> right on the commentary you're talking about them coming to hollywood trying to be the next katherine hepburn yeah. and they end up in surf too yeah no i don't yeah you wonder hmm. funny the, okay, it's now, funny the courses our, our lives take <laughs> who knows i'm sure they weren't expecting this now it's all it's got to be bulletproof because none of the bullets are getting through but yet yeah. this guy's gonna lob a canister of tear gas and it's gonna go right inside here it goes this film does introduce itself as a cartoon with Big Head eating the grate up front. So we kind of, the suspension is disbelieved. The, yeah, eating the fence. And that was fake, by the way. And you can tell because the gray spray paint ends up on Big Head's tongue. Right. But it does set the tone of this movie that, you know, yeah. no one's really going to get hurt. And I wonder you do, what it was made of. Yeah, it looks like licorice or something like that. Yeah, Definitely yeah, spray paint. Yeah. Chaplin Shoe, Charlie Chaplin Shoe in the Gold Rush. Yeah, yeah, it was that fabric. The effects are good in this movie. The zombies are very uh, fun. Yeah. They are effective. And this is the early they... days of punk rockers, I guess. And it's funny, if you look at this cycle of, like, a lot of girls have that kind of makeup. Now, I'm looking at the punk faces. Girls like to dress up like that now, as much as the guys. With the sure blue the streak of hair. Yeah, with all that and... stuff on their face, yeah. Two-color hair, stuff on their lips, yeah. I love how Ron is, you know, he's on oh, the cigar too. Film. He grips that cigar the entire time. Yeah. Right, so that, I guess they have to go to jail for this uh, issue. Smart. You've been seriously hurt in there. Not a chance. They were the ones that passed their panties. <laughs> 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 okay. Now here's Jocko. And as you know, Sparkle lured him and John, and now they're zombies because they drank Buzz Cola. Right. Now, in this scene, Tom Villard, or a scene that's coming up, is going to freak out. And when they were shooting it, Eric Stoltz, I mean, they were really scared, and Jeff were really scared that he was going to hit them and hurt them. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm laughing at the scene because they say, why don't you get something to eat? And they 